0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Bag Broadcast, episode number 279. I'm Chris.
1: I'm John. And I'm Paul.
0: And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways.
1: The first being The week in
2: Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. Next is the list, the comic books that we are looking forward to coming out October 7th, 2015.
0: And we follow it up with our weekly rotating main topic. And this week, it's time for our September look back. So we are taking a look at some of the books that came out last month. Uh, we're going to be discussing Tokyo Ghost Number One, Danger Girl Renegade Number One, and Star Wars Shattered Empire Number One.
2: Ooh, but not uh, Captain America White. Paul didn't like
1: it. Didn't like it. It's uh. it's it's of its age now. It's kind of like it's not. If you want to read that story, you you they worked on so many better ones.
0: No, <laughs> yeah, I, I did read that one. And I like how they actually included the number zero in the back of it because it came out in 2008.
1: Yeah! I had numbers. I have issue zero, too. So, yeah, and it's definitely Spider Man Blue. If you want to read that Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale uh, work over at Marvel, Spider Man Blue is the way to go. And if you want to read it over at DC, Long Halloween. Yeah.
2: yeah. So,
1: And if I was going to pick one book, it was definitely going to be Star Wars. Right? Mm-hmm. And if I had to pick one beer to drink during the fall, it would be brown ales. Yeah. Because uh, op- op- to- uh, op- a season for us here in Buffalo is a short season. It lasts about a month before we're f- fully into winter. It goes right from summer, right from like 70-degree days, right down to 50-degree days, just Friday day into Saturday. And then uh suddenly it, it'll just snow. We'll have an yep. October surprise. We'll have the November snow uh, and from then on, it'll be just permafrost winter. Yeah. Uh, so get your autumn en- enjoyment in it as you can.
2: <laughs> and this is uh, from a local brewery, Community Beer Works, and this mm-hmm. is their brown ale, The Whale. Yeah. Um, they've been around for a while. We've just never had them on because they don't bottle. And it's always kind of a pain to bring growlers in. Mm-hmm. And uh, But... I've enjoyed this beer since I first had it. You know, what, three years ago, four years ago. It's a good brown.
1: It's a really nice brown. It's it has a kind of that brown quality without being overly nutty. Yeah, but you still though, get a nice
2: toastiness yeah, at the end. It's a toasted,
1: roasted flavor, not a nutty uh, flavor, which is enjoyable. I do like my browns to be more on the nut side of things. This is definitely a nice roasted flavor. Uh, I also enjoy about seed, uh seed. BW, like Community Beer Works, is they're always at the Bidwell Farmer's Market. and oh, now cool. And now they have the Square app, so you can pay by credit card. Hey. <laughs> and do your... Feel, so they'll fill growlers there. You just need to bring them, so... Or they'll sell you a growler, which is kind of... awesome. But, you know... Us being who we are now, we have so many growlers. It's like ugh, I got to put a couple to the recycling bin. This one's nice. It's I get rid nice. of mine every time and just get new
0: growlers. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly, when I moved, I I'm got rid of a lot of them just because like I don't need that many. I think I kept like two or three.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm gonna keep the mason jar top ones because those are great, and I'll rinse them out. And I might keep this small little. Yeah, the little 32 ounces.
2: I'd, I w- I definitely want to keep my small half growlers. Mm-hmm. I enjoy those. Having those. Um, Cause a full growler just between like two or three people. It yeah, it's like flat. a beer and a half each. You got to drink it right away. Yeah. You can't hold on to it. Um, yeah. So that's what we're drinking. Chris, did you? Were you able to crack open something?
0: Yeah, I cracked open something. Uh, like I told John in the pre-show, uh, I stopped <laughs> last night to get beer for the show today, and I found something that I was like, oh cool! Like that's something I haven't had. I can try that. Uh, and then I saw that they had Lagunitas Little Something Something Ale. On the shelf above it, and I was like, oh, I haven't had that in a while. So I grabbed that instead, completely forgetting that I was getting beer for the show. Not just oh. for drinking. Yeah. Uh, so that happened. But what a what a choice. Such a good I beer. I know. It's so good. It's like that nice little hoppy sweetness on it. It's mm-hmm. it's really good. What is it? 7.5%. Yeah. Yeah. I like it. It's really good.
2: Mm. Uh, Laguanita's just put out their Imperial Porter. Or not, uh, Imperial Pilsner. Oh. Which I kind of want to try. I, I would try it, but... Is it in a bomber? Yeah, it's like $5. Yeah, it's nothing. Yeah, that's, still within, that's in their pricing. Yeah, those Imperial bombers they put out. Uh, but look, why don't we get into news? No segue, just news. Yeah,
1: no news. need.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, all that news, guys.
1: You, uh, you excited for all the news?
0: Have we talked that's about... News. Let's news it up.
1: Okay, uh, WB uh, Studios, the the video game arm of it, Warner Brothers, uh, announced that they will finally be re-releasing to, for sale uh, Batman: Arkham Knight later on this month. Uh, they finally fixed most of the game's issues with the pausing at uh, the uh, stuttering. St- framerate, uh, and maybe most people will be actually able to play this game. I've been playing it. I bought it on Steam, uh, you know, because I pre-ordered it, and downloaded it, so I downloaded it the first day it was out. I did notice, even, you know, on my PC, that it did have some um, you know, issues with the frame rate and everything, but it was playable. I just, you know, bumped down the graphics and I've only really gotten through maybe two and a half, three hours of the game just because every time I get to another section where I have to be in the Batmobile, I'm like, "Uh, you know. It's too bad that takes you out of the game. I know. Or it's meant to... It's meant to add something to the game, and I'm just like, you know what, I just... Like, all the Riddler challenges are Batmobile challenges now, and I'm like... I used to love like yeah, and fi- finding the little riddler things and just exploring the world. Now you cool. kind of had to explore the world through the Batmobile. Kind of like uh, it's not. It doesn't feel like exploration so much as a mini game of get from point A to point B. You yeah. know, and the little blue you know dots on the ground show up to tell you where you're going. So all I'm doing is looking at the grid. Yeah, I'm you're a, just following you know, it. I'm not looking at. I'm not soaring high above. I guess you, you can do the soaring high above, and that's what I started doing. I've been trying to go without the Batmobile as much as possible, but there are sections where you have to be in the Batmobile for some... you got to use the winch and get to the top of this building. And I'm like,
2: Batman has
1: a <laughs> a grappling thing, hook. <laughs> grappling hook. Why do I have to get the Batmobile up there? Well, because you got to bust down this wall. I'm like, really? I can't call in the Batwing and just blow it up with a... Yeah, freaking? can't use my itself. foam? Yeah, where's my exactly foam suddenly doesn't work anymore so i don't know it just is sad you know it's not sad. it's i don't know it's just not for me i just so far it, the story seems like it's going to be really cool and really big but man i want to know who the arkham knight is don't spoil it chris
0: i was gonna say i was about to tell you
1: i know you were. i was about
0: to tell you what what <laughs>
1: Uh but you know, I'm I'm excited to see how they fix this game a little bit more. Uh, to see if it actually runs and looks a lot better. Uh so I'm excited to see that. I'm I'm just less excited about driving around in the Batmobile.
0: Do you think maybe they're like I haven't played the game at all, so I don't know. But are they just making you do all that at the beginning to kinda of get you used to it and then later on you have a little bit more free roam?
1: I think so, but man, I'm like like I said, two and a half almost three hours into it and I'm still like getting forced to use, like, the Batmobile for stuff. And I'm like,
2: Ugh.
1: And every time, I'm like, I try it for a little while. I'm not good at it. The driving section, the Batmobile section, so I get frustrated easy, like, if I have to restart it, it, like, does you times. go, like,
2: five miles below the speed limit, <laughs> yep. like, normal driving <laughs> uh-huh. with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Because yeah. you need to go fast and boost and get over ledges and stuff, and I'm like, no! I have to observe the speed limit. This makes no sense. I'm Batman. Am I even wearing a seatbelt? <laughs> Am I? Am I shooting rubber bullets? No, these are all the cars are remote controlled by robots. Oh, okay, so I can blow them up, no problem. Any worry about shrapnel, Batman? No, no, no worries about shrapnel.
2: No, nobody but, should be on the streets.
1: Nobody's I on guess. the streets, anyways. So it was evacuated early. Anyways, guys, what you guys got any news? You know, news, news, news. news no,
2: I, up? yeah, AMC or not AMC? Uh, EBC. Uh, working with Marvel Television, um, are going to create a half-hour single-camera comedy based on the comic book Damage Control. Single-camera comedy? That's like The Office and the... Uh, is, that, is that what they mean? I think so. Okay, I don't know. Uh, this is going to be... Um, the Damage Control is a group of characters that are uh, the cleanup crew after major... Uh, battles in the cities, or what have you. Uh, so, I'm definitely interested in seeing where this goes. Um, I think it probably would be fun. But uh, I thought it was interesting that that's uh, what they're gonna. That's like their next, their next comic book TV show was gonna be Damage Control.
0: No, I th- I think it's smart. I think it's <laughs> something different that, as comic book fans, we know has been done. But for just the general like Joe watcher. Like, this is something that they haven't seen or heard of before. And it's a novel idea for them.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And uh, this is something I'd like to see. I don't know if I would want to see, like, an ongoing, like, 22 episodes of this. Like, if it's just, like, a short, like, Netflix-ish, like, they do six episodes, like, cleaning up after, like, a different movie each time. Like, okay, that'd be cool.
1: So they're all ABC tie-ins to the, like, get ready for damage control after... Civil
0: War. I I think so. I think that's what I'd like to see. Kind of like how Agents of Shield has Mm -hmm. tied into the different movies in one way or another. Mm -hmm. Um, John, have you watched the season premiere of Agents of Shield yet?
2: No, I have not.
0: Okay, but I mean they make they make mention of Ant Man in there. That's that's why I like that show. It ties into everything, but it's not really dependent on it. Like it stands Mm -hmm. on its own still. I think Damage Control would be cool if it tied in a little bit more.
2: Yeah. Um, they're working with the um producer from Brooklyn nine nine oh. with it.
0: See that's that's a fun show too, so Yeah.
2: So if you if you gave me something like Brooklyn nine nine, but instead it's you know, comic book related and mm-hmm. disaster stuff and cleaning up webs from Spider Man or stuff like that, like I could definitely see it being fun. I don't um, know how long lasting it would be. Um Spider Man's webs automatically disintegrate after an hour. Can you imagine if you're, like, that criminal that got caught and just took forever for the cops to finally, like, find <laughs> and you? And you're, like... And, you're like you, and you fall, like, from the, the <laughs> lamppost to, like, break both your legs? Damn it, Spider-Man! Why is it... Like, I'd love for, like... With at least you should
1: swing back and check up on me, I'd Spider-Man. love for,
2: like, Jennifer Walters to have to fulfill the lawsuit <laughs> of a criminal suing Spider-Man for basically... Mm. N- not letting the cops know where to pick him um, up when he falls. Just it's like, just like negligence.
1: Spider-Man, did you contact anybody to let them know where my client was at uh, the time?
2: I pinned a note to him that said, uh, from your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Uh, and who were you intending to have that note read by?
1: Uh, a random passerby? Another bum on the street, perhaps. What if
2: a small child thought this was a pinata? Well, he was up high enough that a child couldn't hit him with a stick. They could have thrown stones, I guess. See, he's a criminal. He kind of deserves it. In ancient times, they would have stoned him. This is a kind of
0: So you're you're saying this is a religious crime, (laughs) then?
1: You're saying Spider-Man is part of the Taliban. (laughs) He wants to go back to Sharia law.
2: I'm a scientist,
0: <laughs>
2: uh, but no, I think it could be fun.
0: <laughs>
2: uh, I think the series could be fun. I, yeah, like you, Chris. Like I don't know how ongoing I would want it and how long running, but could be fun. Definitely, I would love it if
1: they go out on calls and they're like, "This isn't a superhero damage. This is just regular somebody." driving their stupid it's, car
0: through. It's people trying to, like, <clears throat> pull it over on their insurance company. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> I don't know. If the dishwasher's broken. Obviously, Hydro Man came through my pipes and broke my dishwasher. I don't know what else it could have been.
0: No, um, man. Thor just, like, dropped his hammer on the hood of my car. Like, I don't
2: Can you don't imagine know. your premiums for living in major <laughs> cities where... Yeah, these things happen.
0: <laughs> well, It'd be absolutely subs- terrible, or I feel like a lot of it wouldn't be covered by insurance.
1: Or superheroes like that are named like Turk- Stark Tower, right? Like I think he basically has to pay a, a, a premium that basically subsidizes all the buildings around him as well. Mm. You know because that's how it would kind of balance it out. It's like you're yeah. the lightning rod here, and unfortunately Thor's lightning will hit the rest of the homes around us.
0: So you got to kind of pay for that. You're covered if like you crash your car into somebody, but if someone picks up and throws your car at a different car, then you're not covered. Yeah. You yeah. weren't actually driving it.
1: So, mm. yeah, it would be an add-on to yeah. the policy. You know, they've just...
0: The minutiae of all this. Mm-hmm.
1: It, it's going to be very exciting, damage control. Like, I'm, I'm
2: loving oh, it. I want to be an accountant for damage control. He's <laughs> filling out a WK form. Oh. <laughs> What's a WK form? I don't know. I just thought of like, some kind of form that you'd be all excited that he's filling out. They have forms named like W-9s. So, yeah.
0: You know, yeah. Make them up. Paul, they're superheroes. We don't know what all the abbreviations These and what are, everything means. Th-
2: they're not real, Paul. These would be made-up forms that people would have to...
1: They're real to me.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do we have any other news
1: uh, You know, uh, that we want to talk about? Because we went pretty long on this.
0: <laughs> no, I, I just wanted to mention um, Princess Leia's uh, gold bikini from Return of the Jedi sold at an auction for $96,000.
1: Mm. Washed or unwashed?
0: I imagine it's probably washed at some yeah, point. I, I would hope. That wasn't in the article I read. <laughs> so I do not have that information.
1: Weird that they wouldn't um, include such information. <laughs> uh,
0: but this was at an auction where they sold off a bunch of Star Wars memorabilia. Uh, bidding on the item started at 80000 which seems a bit steep. But then you remember how many people that guided through puberty. So you're like, okay, like 80000 seems okay. Mm-hmm. But ninety six, I would have imagined this going for more.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, uh, since it's only sixteen thousand above, only sixteen thousand, only yeah. basically my yearly take-home. That's rate. <laughs> that's what we're looking at. Uh, uh yeah, I, I am surprised that it didn't get bid up higher. Maybe, uh, maybe, maybe there aren't. You know, it's Star Wars. I would think it's, this kind of memorabilia yeah. would go
0: huge. There's some of there. There's people with deep pockets that yeah. probably just the, sm- there, um, the Smithsonian
1: they, didn't want it. Is it going to get donated? Because I would imagine that's something that would...
0: No, that's something, something might keep. be donated on it. Yeah. <laughs> that's something you just oh. keep in your house. Like, that's... You, you're buying that for yourself at this point.
2: And some um, guy is probably, like, walking around wearing it right now. <laughs> oh, that that the, seems like something you buy
1: and then donate to like, a museum. Like, it, it would be a museum piece. So, just so you could okay, have that little
0: platter. Yeah, I was going to say, it belongs in a museum. Yeah.
1: <laughs> So do
0: you. Um, um, the item that sold for the most at this auction, though, was actually the Tantu 4, the Rebel Blockade Runner that you see at the beginning of A New Hope, uh, mm-hmm. that Princess Leia, R2-D2, and C-3PO over aboard. Sold for 450000 so almost half a mil. Oh, see? Which, that's that's a crazy amount of money for a miniature. But at the same time, well, you s- like, well, like you said, it's a the first. first. Yeah. It's the first starship you
1: see in Star Wars. It's the first thing you see after the rolling credits, and uh, and also, you know, half a million dollars for a miniature might seem outrageous for you, but just look, you know, go online and search for forty k figures, and you
0: can see people spend. Talk to Paul, who's (laughs) buying the Star Wars miniatures game.
1: Yeah, it it seems like it's only a hundred or two bucks off of what I would pay for the regular miniature itself to play in the game. I, the the I Tatooine four actually is like uh, I think uh, like fifty to sixty bucks, Oof, you know, for it's in big. the Star Wars miniature. And then you can get have that uh, a min- they also have another miniature for it, which is even larger for the Star Wars Armada game. Which I th- you know that comes in a box and it's like a hundred and hundred dollars for the one box of Star Wars Armada, and it comes with one of those, or two of those raiders. Yeah, two of the yeah. raiders, and it comes with
2: a Saptar Destroyer. So yeah. those are pretty good models. They're like ni- they are nice. We played it the other day.
0: Oh no, you guys actually did sit down and play it.
2: Yeah yeah then Paul got, <laughs> then Paul got in trouble.
1: Not in Aww, trouble. Kate Aww. was walking the dog and she the dog got into mud and everything and it was just a lot.
0: So how did you get in trouble?
1: Well, because I she didn't know what we were done and she was like staying outside to not try to disturb us and he needed to take a bath, so
0: I was Aww. asked to leave.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> um, anyway, oh, politely. I, I didn't. I didn't see this before, but this just popped up in my news feed. Apparently, Hasbro has confirmed Transformers movies number five, six, seven, and eight. Ugh. That's um, four. Four more. Yeah. Four more. Uh, this a new a question and answer session during a conference. They make uh, you're going to see new Transformer movies coming from Hasbro, Paramount, and Michael Bay as our partners.
1: Ooh. Remember the summer where it was Transformers versus Harry Potter and Deathly Hallows Part Two?
0: I don't want that again.
1: I don't want. man, just they—they they, they have most of the art assets all kind of figured out now with the Transformers. So yeah, this seems like it's all you know. The more mo- movies they make, the more profit it is because they figured everything out. They already. They already did the sunk cost of and you know, figuring out these characters and CGI and everything and making the models. So
0: why not? There's an awesome video over on crack.com or you can find it on their YouTube channel. I don't remember the title of it. I terrible, but this literally just popped up, so I didn't research anything. Where it's basically talking about how terrible Michael Bay is, but he's the director that we deserve right now. Because the Transformers movies are getting worse and worse, but they keep making more and more money, and it's nothing that's wrong with Michael Bay, but he's just giving the American public what they're asking for, mm-hmm. and in doing so, the movies are getting worse, but they're performing better.
1: Known quality, yeah. You know, it's a known quantity. You know what you're getting, so why not just turn that on? And
0: I still haven't seen the last one yet. And I don't. W- I but I you say you're, that, but don't I be still a part of the problem. To. Because Grimlock's in
2: it. Uh, Grimlock, it, no. It's no. not Grimlock. I saw the first Grimlock one. doesn't say anything. Well, it's really stupid. It's so stupid. I literally
0: wanted to walk out of the theater. It was well, that bad. Uh, this is just, like, nothing to do with it. Transformers, Age of Extinction, whatever it was called. Uh when we watched Transformers 3 that one night, like we were surprised by how decent it actually turned out to that be.
2: That one that that's what tricked me <laughs> into going to see this one cuz I was like that was the anomaly. I wish I had seen that in the theater. That was a lot of fun. This movie um, is so stupid. <laughs> it's stupid. It doesn't make had, sense.
0: I just said anomaly and that made me want like an indie version of Transformers with a little French girl walking around. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wonder how many transformers are transforming around the world right now. Let me skip this rock. Let skip. <laughs> let's
0: let's make this happen. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Throw everyone for a loop. You, and if it doesn't work, hey, you've got three more movies after. Uh-huh. <laughs> you've already got planned out.
1: <laughs>
0: All right. I just imagine the Transformers movie like planning meetings going just batshit crazy with people just like playing with toys, being like. I guess we can have Optimus Prime like jump on Starscream and then go into outer space. And what? Who do you have over there? I uh, know. Uh, I got the uh, Z- yeah. And case. then Jazz shows up. Okay. <laughs> and then they just like play like little kids and just like bang them into each other. Yeah, something Because that's what the movies look like. Yeah,
1: <laughs> <laughs> movies. Hey guys, do you know? Uh do you know the difference between a Star Wars saga film and a Star Wars saga film? <laughs> or a Star Wars? The Star Wars movies and the Star Wars saga film? No, what? Uh, the, the Star Wars proper movies will focus on the Skywalker family. This was announced in the uh, interview with I forgot who. I read it. And like eh, this wasn't right, that it was interesting. Me, <laughs> <laughs> it was Chris. Uh, I didn't think it was that interesting or that much news. But uh, we were talking about movies, and I wanted to stop talking about Transformers, <laughs> so I threw that out there. <laughs> threw it out there.
0: Yeah. Interesting. Uh, also, um,
1: so who is a, a Skywalker family member in the? In the well, we know?
0: know Luke's in it, but are they saying that or alluding to the fact that one of the new cast is a member of the Skywalker family? I
1: think so. I think, well, that's what the in uh, the internet's trying to parse out now. And uh, us being part of the internet, I think it is our job and duty to try to parse. But also,
2: I mean, if you think about it, like, huh, if Han and Leia are married, yep. he's part of the, the Skywalker, Skywalker family. family. So if those people, and they had a daughter or twins or whatever, uh, you know, there's a, yeah. lot, a lot of possibilities yeah, because, of the Skywalker family. Because mm-hmm. twins run in the family.
0: <laughs> I I I feel like I I really want to be one of the characters that we've already like seen and know. But what if it's just some like bullcrap character that's in the background like that well, They haven't announced yet.
1: Well, Luke was kind of a bullshit character <laughs> in that first movie.
0: Yeah, it's but he far- was still, like, the, farmer. the the focus. Like, I'm talking about, like, just someone that's in the background, like, sweeping the floors, and, and it's like, what? I got the force? Okay. It's <laughs> the after
1: credit scene makes him a Skywalker?
0: <laughs> it's basically, like, the damage control of Star Wars. It's the guy that's, like, cleaning windows at
2: I had uh, no one to hold the
0: dustpan up. For. <laughs> sweep, sweep, <laughs> sweep, sweep, sweep. But yeah. in all honesty, um, who do we think it might be? The chick, right? Yeah. That that's cause Cause, she kind Yeah, of because island.
1: during the uh, the trailer, you know, this he's Lucas saying, "My father, I the force is strong with me," you know, in my family and then it's her hand, you know, and you see her. Yeah. So. And she looks
0: like Queen Amidala. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then we have uh the guy Finn like holding Anakin's lightsaber too. Yeah, yeah that's
2: cool. I think you see both of them though like kind of with lightsabers like ready to attack. Well, do you know. think Luke had jungle fever? <laughs>
1: what? <laughs> what? I'm stepping away from that comment. Yeah. What if it's a uh, what's it? What if it's Ray, the dark side? Kylo could, Ren. Kylo Ren could be. I think. It, that could be too. What? What, what if he had we, ginger we know fever? The, we know the
0: dark side runs in the Skywalker family too. Yeah. He's a ginger though. Well, we don't actually see him. Like they, you they see, do things.
2: They have a. Uh, is that who's? They playing? have them. They have them all. Uh, yeah, without the mask on. Kylo Ren. I thought it was Adam. Uh, what's his name? Isn't it? Isn't I, it? The I thought it was the guy. I thought it was the guy from Girls. I don't know the guy from Girls. Yeah, I'm, I'm
0: blanking out on his name now. Like they, they could, they could all fit because Kylo Ren is like least crazed.
1: Is playing. Oh, he's playing General Hawks.
2: Never mind. Sorry.
1: But, okay. You know what? No, it's, a, it's the same yeah, guy it's Adam Adam Driver.
0: Apocalypse is playing uh, Kylo Ren. No.
2: Adam, Ky- Kylo Ren is Adam Driver. The guy playing o- Apocalypse is uh, Oscar Isaac. You Oscar put Isaacs. people in those
1: Imperial uniforms, I can't tell them apart.
0: Oscar Isaac is in Star Wars 2, though. He's playing the, the pilot guy, Poe Dameron. Yes. Ooh. Which, who knows, it could be him, because being a pilot runs in the Skywalker family, too.
1: What do you guys think about the new X-wing model? The split engine instead of four, uh, four different turbo engines. There, they got the split two.
0: I think it's cool. Okay. I don't know. Like all, I, I like everything I've seen from this so far. Like it all makes sense in the, in the mythology and the scope mm-hmm. of everything that else, everything else that's coming Star Wars.
1: Man, I just want to know how they get from, Revenge uh, or the Return of the Jedi to where we are now. I wish there was some way that they, they, uh, Star Wars and Disney, and I, I don't know, even Marvel, maybe, to fill in those gaps.
0: Well, good thing that they can answer that question for you, Paul, Yeah. with the comic books. Ooh! I did a hey. sweeping motion with my hand as if I was, <laughs> if I was presenting way. what was on the table that you just set. <laughs> hey,
1: and what other what comic books are coming out uh, on October seventh?
2: Well, I put that away when I looked up that other stuff, Chris. <laughs>
0: Uh, well that's going to head us into the list which is the comic books we're most looking forward to coming out this week October 7th 2015 and one of the books that I'm looking forward to is a book that I was actually looking forward to an entire year last year and this is the next part of the Batman Eternal saga saga Ooh. not saga that's not actually a word it's a new uh, word we use now Batman though. and Robin Eternal number one and this is written by James Tinian fourth and art by Tony Daniel Uh We discussed this a little while ago on the show. I don't remember the episode number, but uh, Batman writer and artist Tony Daniel will be heading up some of the bigger issues for Batman and Robin Eternal. So it makes sense that he's on number one. Uh, But yeah, this is going to be taking a look at all the Robins alongside Batman working on a mystery.
2: Uh, I really enjoyed Batman Eternal. I thought it was a great ongoing series, a great bringing of the family together. Um, so I can't
0: wait for this one. Um, no, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this, especially since I've cut back on my comic book buying a lot. Um, Batman's basically one of the few books that made that cut, and this is one that I'm going to have to add to it just so I can get all those other characters.
2: And uh, I hope it's not is dark feeling, because I mean, the other one... The main story had a very Mm -hmm. dark feeling to it in Eternal. I hope this might be a little bit lighter with still a little bit of darkness to it, but hopefully it's not like... I don't want the same thing. I really enjoyed that it was kind of on... The storyline was basically on its own. And I want the same thing there, but I don't want, you know, the same... Milieu?
0: Yeah, you know, I still want it a little different. I think this one's going to be a little bit more focused, I guess, I want to say, with the Bat family all working together Mm -hmm. on one case instead of in separate corners working on something different that's kind of all tied together. Right. Um, Because it's, if I remember correctly, it's actually all tied into a case from when Dick Grayson was Robin. Mm -hmm. That's kind of coming back. And it, it went deeper than they thought it did.
2: Uh and I am looking forward to Doctor Strange number one. The Axe Wielding Doctor Strange. Uh written by Jason Aaron. Uh art by Chris Pachello. Bich-
0: yes, Chris Picello. I'm I'm pumped for this.
2: Um the one thing about this book that I am not happy about is the four ninety nine price. Ooh. Yeah. Um but I'm looking forward to it. I've always enjoyed Doctor Strange. Uh, when he pops up in different things, I'm glad to see him. Mm-hmm. I try to pick up the different Doctor Strange series that happen irregularly here or there. Uh, but with Jason Aaron on this book, I know it's going to be good.
0: I was going to say, with Jason Aaron and Chris Pacello, who's just a knockout artist on this book, and heading into... Well, I don't think Doctor Strange is coming out until like 2016. Yeah, it's next 2017. year. 2017. Um, this is definitely going to be a focus book for Marvel. So, putting a top-tier creative team on it, and hopefully, trying to deliver some awesome, awesome quality. I can understand the 4.99 price point because um, this is the book that's setting the table.
1: Ooh, got
0: my. Use boardism. <laughs>
1: Yeah, Picked, <laughs> piqued my interest. Uh, if you think four ninety nine is a good price point for that book, how about uh, five ninety nine price point for a book that's basically teasing in an introduction to the new Marvel line?
0: That's Why would right. you pick that,
1: Paul? I didn't realize I, when John said it was four ninety nine for his book. I finally scrolled down to the bottom of the Marvel website to check the price on this book. Uh,
2: yeah, I'm, I gave you the option of taking. I, I, I think Stalk I'm Doctor Strange. To,
0: do you want to revisit and pick a different book? No, uh, he is forced no, I'm to stay, forced with, to this stay book. with it. It's fine. It's fine. Because Paul, there's there's a Brian K. Vaughan, Cliff Chang book coming up. Ooh, that's Image. cool. What's it called? Paper Girls. Oh, that's that sounds interesting. No, it, it sounds much better. Because yeah. you know why?
1: Because it's two ninety nine.
0: It's a quality creative team. <laughs> that's, that's not, not just selling you a point one, which is basically just like
1: an intro a teaser to, for other books. Yes, yeah, exactly. For six dollars, it's. That's nutty,
2: but Paul, you are picked with uh, this uh, yeah, storyline after the aftermath of Secret Wars. Yeah, you. This is yours. This is me. I'm all in. new, all different. Point one, number one. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's the name of the book. All right, it's stupid. <laughs> A lot of ones
1: there. Out of my ones down in the price point.
0: Shouldn't it be like number one point one? It's like, all new, all different. Point Marvel
1: point one. Point one. Number one. Yeah, so it should be number one point one, or just all new, all different Marvel, number point one, instead of (laughs) or number zero and i don't know but
0: uh, well Paul yeah, tells, this, tell us about
1: it uh, well this is going to feature all new stories from daredevil carnage uh agents of the shield contest of champions you know the uh those smaller books that i probably wasn't going to be much that interested in but still wanted to know where
2: the marvel universe was where what i like is there's like in the on, a, on, on uh, previews it's like classified stories classified. of D- daredevil carnage classified classified agents of the shield contest of champions yeah I don't like that.
1: Because what's what's the previews about? It's supposed to be selling you the book and then to I understand if it would ruin a you know
2: an ongoing series, but this is a number one. Tell me well, what I'm buying. You can tell it's about the one of the classified you have is, a big you have Groot and Rocket Raccoon uh, on the Like,
1: the yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> And then you have uh, And then
2: you have a lady with the uh, hair. So you maybe. know, it's about a woman. You're <laughs> a woman. And maybe it's Medusa. I don't know. She got hair, right? Right? And then you got the. Paul.
0: Paul, don't buy this book. No, I probably won't. <laughs> I know you picked it, but don't.
2: Probably. Uh, because who's the villain? Oh, that's uh That's a uh... contest of champions. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. You're a silly man. Silly, silly man. Sure.
1: Look before you say, guys, what book, are you excited about I was excited about it until. Until
2: I saw what it was actually about. <laughs> until I saw the price point.
1: Because I'm like, how much can they really be charging for a Marvel point one, number one? I'm glad they
0: gave They're that other lot. book for
2: free.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, this seems like it should have been that.
1: Yeah, it should be the free one.
0: All right, let's
1: get into an actual great book, a book that we all enjoyed, with a dramatic reading. And now, the Bagnum Boardcast presents a dramatic reading from Batman, Black and White, issue six, page five, panel three.
2: Sorry I wasn't
0: ready <laughs> you <laughs> as had as you so started, much like, time to get there I know. As, well, as soon as he started I had to like go through and like go to the photos and everything can you, can you count me back down again Paul
1: of course <laughs> <laughs> right. and now a dramatic reading from Batman Black and White issue 6 page 5 panel 3
0: how is it different from wearing a costume and scaring the crap out of people
1: and that was a dramatic reading from Batman Black and White, issue six, page five, panel three.
0: Uh, Is that art by Cliff Chang? Uh,
1: I'm not sure who was on art on that one, actually. Uh,
0: just looking at the eyes, it reminds me of the style. A mm-hmm.
1: uh, lot more. Uh, I don't think it's Cliff Chang, just because there's a lot of lines.
0: <laughs> a
1: lot of lines on that.
0: I know he does use lines when he draws. Them, he does. So. He does. But there's
1: a lot of thin lines. <laughs> <laughs> it's not as thick. It's not as thick and bulky.
0: I like that. <laughs> it, does, it does use lines. That is true. I, I, I really want to research this now.
2: Right.
1: I can go to my shoes here and find that. Uh, but bef- while I do that, I need... I'm getting thirsty. I, you know, research makes me thirsty.
2: I better start drinking something. And uh, when I'm drinking here... Another fall-style beer. hmm A seasoned amber from Community Beer Works. Mm that season a spiced 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 right. amber
1: and this is brewed with uh, in collaboration with old first Ward brewing uh, also here in Buffalo a very small local brewery that doesn't do anything uh, in bottles or cans yet nope very
0: small this do, this doesn't have like a fancy name like the whale or anything
1: no well no because it's a collaboration so you know it's but uh, it's a
2: collaboration between two very small breweries mm-hmm. um, this has definitely got Belgian-y taste to it yeah um well but spiced you, know, you know but yeah it's spiced like amber you know you'd you'd imagine somewhere i would say like belgiany but it's definitely got that kind of belgian yeast those spices going on if you gave me this and said it was a belgian i would go oh yeah okay i see it um if you said it was an amber i'd be like where uh, where is the amber it's a i guess it's a little red but it's not in like it's nothing that really makes me think that it's really
0: an amber. Um, but very drinkable. Oh, this, is, this is totally Cliff Chang art, Paul.
1: Yeah, it is. And it's also written by Cliff Chang.
0: <laughs> <laughs> like, I just Googled it quick, and I did an image search, and like I looked the full page for that one, and I was like, oh, yeah. I got you. You got me.
2: Uh, definitely a drinkable, enjoyable beer. I don't know if I would seek it out, um, but if it was embarkatory, I'd order it i just want to
1: bargatory this reminds me of a story i wanted to tell on the podcast chris are you
0: drinking anything uh nope i just i opened up another little something something now
1: so i'm gonna i'm gonna kind of steal your time (laughs) go for it uh to talk about the bargatory i want to there's a chain of uh these restaurants opening up around the nation because it's a chain uh and this one just opened up in the walden Galleria. world of beer (laughs) Which, you know, said over 500 craft beers from around the world. I go there and I look at their uh, tap list, which is, you know, a good 20, 30 beer strong. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this is this is bargatory. This is all the beers that we like. Nothing was that great, but nothing was awful. But it made it really, you know, they had some Red Hook there.
2: Yeah. (laughs) You know, some some Magic Hat there. Oh uh, yeah, I was like, oh. you would think like a beer that's called like World of Beers, your Red Hook, your Magic Hat would just be in bottle. <laughs> and speaking of which, uh, if you go and you order bottles there, you before they open it or before you take your drink, uh, check the expiration date. Oh really? Because even if a newer place like that that just opened up, um, the distributors lot, might dump it.
0: A lot of older beers there. Ugh. I, I feel like that's the kind of place that people that don't drink beer would be going to, so they're not going to know one way or another.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm. and that's—I mean—that's why I just put it out there. Like, check it out before you, before you drink it.
0: Good call. Yeah,
2: mm-hmm. I'm I'm trying to find their tap list right now. Um, yeah, it's it's very interesting. Like, there's those places that you know are just kind of capitalizing on that, and then like. um... It's a small. It's a. It's two restaurants. It's called Griffin Pub, and this is a place that it blows my mind. Uh, the prices on their beers and what they have on tap. They'll have amazing beers on tap, um, but then like five dollars for a pint, but six dollars for a little something extra, uh, in a twenty-two a twenty-two ounce. Like they want to change over their taps every five days, so they price their beer. To move. To move. And they have great stuff on tap. I mean, like when I went there, they had, they had Laguanitas, they had, uh, Green Flash, they Mm -hmm. had Ithaca, they had, you know, um, Founders, KBS, like, I've gotten back with, I've gotten a 22 ounce thing of Backwoods Bastard there for 22 ounce. 22 ounce of Backwoods Bastard for eight dollars wow and i was just like they don't know what they're doing (laughs) they are crazy here so i mean there are places that are selling their beer that yeah it's not bargatory it's
0: it's amazing
1: i I, I should put a maybe a little bit above bargatory but they still have 21st amendment
0: hell or high water
1: on tap right now
0: yeah well paulie since you were literally in bargatory what did you order
1: oh i've I think I ordered uh, just the. Oh, well, I can't they even ordered remember. a blue light. No. <laughs> uh, I think I went with. I, I'm looking at the list, and the list has switched over since then. But yeah, I can't remember. Um, it wasn't anything that stood out <laughs> in my mind. <laughs>
2: It's kind of fun. Like we should, we should do a show, like just a quick little snippet of us at Bargatory. We should go there, like in two weeks, Paul. Yeah.
1: Just what to order? They have some Malaganitas, but and they also have Guinness, and they're like, oh, we got Guinness. And yeah. All right. They got some Ellicottville, some of their newer stuff, but
0: yeah, everything you're saying just screams Bargatory. <laughs>
1: got dogfish head the 60 minute IPA which is okay yeah, no that's 60 minutes good that's they got good bells idea. of course yes. they do have Anderson Valley while well, well, Turkey barrel aged Nice. Well, just got tapped
2: nice We'll have to go there in uh, April when it's still sitting on yeah. on tap but yeah. yeah. uh, well, let's let's break into uh, our look back and we're gonna start with a book that I bought because of the creative team on this book. Uh I picked up a uh, number 1 from Image Comics of Tokyo Ghost and this is written by Rick Remender and art by Sean Murphy. Uh Sean Murphy is one of those artists that I'll pick up the first issue from. I really like his art. And this art really or this book allows him to go crazy mm-hmm. in it. Uh and I think Rick Remender also went crazy, but went a little too crazy. <laughs> okay. He yeah. he was not they did not let him get grounded at all. He really went over the top. Um this is takes place in the future where technology is gone rampant. Everybody is addicted to technology. <laughs> uh and are the main characters in this is uh Led and his girlfriend well she's the main character she's me yeah. the but they're mm-hmm. they're the team they're the yeah. focal point of this book who are bounty hunters who uh, hunt down people who owe money for all this for borrowing money to buy new technologies and then getting hooked on that technology and not paying it back and they're trying to have one last score to get out from being bounty hunters mm-hmm. If they fulfill this contract, they'll be
1: set up for the rest of their lives. Uh, and they can live free. And what's interesting about her is she doesn't have any tech implanted on her. No, it, none of those nanostims.
0: And what's interesting about him is he's completely teched out. Yep. Because yeah. it's the
2: only way to protect her. And now he's addicted to surfing the internet. Uh, and she also seems like she's a tech seller, like almost like a drug dealer. Mm-hmm. Uh, because how she gets through different places is selling somebody, you know, yeah. courage or self-esteem. <laughs> things that they could add to their port and boot up and then have self-esteem for yeah, X amount it, it of It seems time. like, yeah,
1: they're, they're almost like uh, they can inject into the ports, uh, you know, these chemical agents that basically enhance their feeling of self-worth. Um, it's, it's interesting. I... I've, read it. I'm in the middle right now of, I'm almost almost to the end, of Ready Player One, a book that I've been meaning to read forever. And that is basically the same kind of future. It's, you know, y- you know, in the near future, and people are basically addicted to being online because the world is so shit. Uh, because of the energy crisis. And ca- so it's it seems like uh, parallel worlds right there. And I'm like, you know what? They're both gritty, gross places to be, and I can understand why the is the need for escapism, uh, in both. Uh, here, I, I, you know, there's so much, there's, so, it, it's harkening back to you know even cyberpunk, you know with Neuromancer and stuff like that. I feel like to really fit in to that genre, it has to be something really, really special for me, and that book, uh, Tokyo Ghost, isn't quite that yet. It's probably the closest the comic book has come uh, for me to fit in that genre. But, you know, I I got Neil Stephenson's Snow Crash. I got William Gibson's Trilogy and Ready Player One right now, which has been really strong. So um, if I want to read something in that genre, I'm going to go literature not, or, you know, book. Uh,
2: And I would agree. Not comic. Um, This is also just like how we, when we read Rick Remender's Black Science, Mm -hmm. this is a great... One shot? Yeah. This is an ongoing series. I, d- I feel like the end of issue one is the end. Like, yeah, yeah. I don't need to it pick up. It gives you that gut punch, and you're like, okay, I can leave them here. I can leave him here. I don't need to pick up issue two. And I won't pick up issue two.
0: Um, See, issue two looks good just because they give you, like, a two-page preview in the back. of It's actually them in Tokyo, and it seems like you're watching the detox process.
1: Yeah, he's Rick going through his samurai training.
0: Like, I I like the idea behind this book. The artwork is completely just gorgeous. Like, Sean Murphy knocks it out of the park, but it's like you said at the beginning, like, Rick Remender needed someone to kind of tone him down a little bit, because it's like he's just trying to put crazy words on the page,
2: Yeah,
0: and have it be like, oh no, it's futuristic craziness. Like, see? Look at all the weird things people are saying, and uh, for me that was more distracting than anything yeah. else
1: uh, I agree I, I think it's a element of the genre though like you, no matter what I you know you, you read uh, Neuromancer and stuff like that and they talk about cyberspace and that was the first time anybody saw the word cyberspace written down And they're, they come up with their own terms for everything just because that's part of the genre
0: you know, well, I'm okay with coming up with words and terms for stuff but it's like how much stuff are you going to try to fit in a panel Right. And then the panel next to it, and then the one after that, and then the one after that too.
1: Okay, yeah, yeah. So maybe that, me, you and I, maybe that's why I didn't put that into words where it, this kind of genre fits more in liter, you know, in formal book, well, not formal, but, you know, in, uh, what do we call non comic book books? Books? Books. Books. (laughs) (laughs) You know, in books! than comics because of the visual medium. do you medium. call the things with words no
2: pictures?
1: <laughs> well, I, I was strange. You know how uh, when you're when you play disc golf or frisbee golf, even though nobody calls it frisbee golf, uh, you then call regular golf ball golf? So I was wondering. If,
0: I've never heard anyone say ball
2: golf. No, before. it's like golf or disc golf. Right. Yeah, but when you're... Books or comic
1: books?
2: (laughs) When you're really into it, when you're really into disc golf... Disc golf,
1: you refer to other golf as ball golf. Uh, Uh, Chris, what are you going to do today? I don't
0: know, maybe go to the word book store. (laughs) I was just
2: wondering. I'm going to buy one of those things that are just pages of words. A
1: tome, if you will, (laughs) of the English language. Um,
2: Typed out by a million monkeys. This definitely, like, for one issue, feels like there's so much going mm-hmm. on. It's very, I mean, it feels like you read almost an entire series or a graphic novel. Mm. Um, but yeah, Sean Murphy's just. There's a reason why. Is I'll, it
1: just th- uh, 22 pages, or
2: or is is it more? Because it did feel like there was more. 28 huh? pages.
1: 28. Okay, that's it, with that, no well, ads.
0: They they been <clears fit throat> a lot into like those pages are all. Like blocks of words and the artwork. Like I said, it's there's something happening in every single panel. Oh yeah. None of that space is wasted. So it does feel like a pretty heavy book. Um, it's funny that you mentioned that because I was going through reading it this morning and I looked just to be like, oh my gosh, how far through this am I? And I was on page eleven of twenty eight <laughs> and I was like, woof. Yeah. And because that's right when I was like, he's just saying a lot of crazy stuff to make this world seem crazy and alien. Which I, I can understand that, but I it was done to, like, the, the thousandth degree. Yeah. Uh,
2: and I think if you toned down that book, it would tone down Rick Remender a little bit in this. I probably would have wanted to check out issue two. But it does feel like, you know, like it it had an end point with the end of this book where I was good I felt fine buying number one, and not continuing on.
0: Well, I I feel like number two is going to be the one where it actually is toned down, though, because that's yeah, that's them in like Tokyo, like that island or wherever they were trying to get to.
2: But I don't like. I don't know what this book is going to be like. I don't know what it's going to be about. You I know, just, it's, yeah. it's his redemption but, story. I
0: don't honestly know. didn't know much about what it was going to be like right from the get-go like even when you picked it for the um, list, like i remember when it was like it was a little bit ago i was like okay that sounds cool but i didn't realize what it was going to be you know
1: yeah that was their one last job you know that he's going to go through detox and then there's going to be
2: one job that pulls him back in right Mm,
0: maybe um or or he's going to die or she's going to die because of it
2: but definitely like there's a reason that I grab books mm-hmm. when I see Sean Murphy on it. I, yeah. I think his art is just amazing. And he uses um, The Colorist. Um, I want to look at Matt up. Hollingsworth. Just he knows how to work with his art like it's perfect. I give this book a thumbs up. Yeah. But I'm very, like, I, I, I wouldn't want to recommend this series to someone just yet.
1: No,
0: if No. Go, go ahead, Chris. No, go ahead. No, you go.
1: Oh uh, if you're a big fan if you're talking to somebody that's a big fan of the cyberpunk kind of genre if they read Play Ready Player 1 and they wish there was more of that out there like and they've had some time in between this you know Ready Player 1 and this book I think this book would do more favorably favorably for that that Kind of person, Uh because maybe they're hungry for it. But I'm right in the middle of the book right now, so I have to compare the two of them. And I'm like, I'm enjoying the other, the Ready Player One, so much more than this right now. Uh, maybe if I was a year out from reading
2: but that, also, I would be hungry for you're that. you halfway again. through the book, which is a trade, or is it a novel? It's a novel. Oh, okay. It's a word.
0: It's book. one of those. It's a word book. <laughs> it's a word book.
1: I didn't realize it was a word book. It's a word book. And it's really fun and it's good. Um and, and this where do you find time to read books? <laughs> sometimes
0: sometimes i in bed. I've had Game of Thrones sitting on my bookshelf like for the past like four months. I keep looking at it being like, I really want to read that, but
1: you know. We need guys, we need books. to become jet setters that have to spend all their time on planes and then therefore we could read more. <laughs> see we need
0: to or we need to start an actual book podcast too and then just do word books yeah. word,
1: books. word we, books we call it word books <laughs> we call it word books word books with friends
0: there you go <laughs>
1: <laughs> new show coming this november <laughs> not nah, don't probably not Anyways,
0: we're, Chris, we're, what were you gonna us.
2: say?
0: <laughs> Another empty promise no, from okay, the bagboard boys. Com- completely, just like throwing this out there. What if we did do word books for uh, word books with friends? <laughs> uh, but we only did like one a month. It was like a book club.
1: Yeah, that'd be fun. That'd be fun. i do it. I could... <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I I would want Janet to tell us which books to read though, because oh, I trust I, her. I agree. I that'd trust her good. taste.
0: She I needs to be them. the host. Tiss, host? We'll, uh, host. We'll game plan. Okay. Maybe there
1: we go witness the birth of a new bag show Jeez, <laughs>
0: Just like, splash because I could do three um, <laughs> wait the, is it my book now that. or yeah oh you're going to have to give my thoughts um yeah your thought, I right. actually when I was reading this book I didn't know how much I was actually enjoying it until I got to the end because it was a lot to kind of slog through
2: mm-hmm.
0: um this is someone asking for a mcdonald's cheeseburger and then you hand them like a 72 ounce steak there's a lot to it. It's heavy, but at the end of it, you're like, "Wow, that was pretty good." Yeah. So anyone that's a fan of like cyberpunk or like crazy, like sci-fi tech stories, like I put this alongside something like a Blade Runner-style book.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, I, I recommend it, but just you need to go into it expecting it to be a lot. Yeah,
2: it, it, the book does have some nice humor to it. They make fun of both. Uh, Rick Remender and um, Sean Murphy. Yeah, when they're looking, when uh, led is
1: looking at the internet, you see like basically a Twitter feed saying Rick Remender sucks at writing, and uh, Sean Murphy is a whore. Oh no, Rick Remender needs to go back to drawing. And Sean Murphy can't draw
2: for shit or something like that. Yeah, and then it, and then they say like the the color artist really oh. makes the book tie together or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> see, I didn't I didn't see that in there. Like, I remember seeing that. it was on like the side of one of the panels. It was yeah, the yeah, yeah. It's it one be. of
2: the yeah. It's one of those things where it's just kind of the. It's there if you chose to read it. You'd you know you'd get that joke, but if mm-hmm. you were just oh, it's just more just internet yeah, pop up scribble mm-hmm. stuff.
0: Yeah. All
1: yeah. right. Now. Hmm. Talking about uh, going from a complete, like, sketchy drawing, frantic action, uh, just getting lines on a page, to uh, another book. Chris, uh, Joseph Scott Campbell isn't doing this book. What's what's going on?
0: No, uh, this is Danger Girl Renegade, number one. Um, this is written by Andy Hartnell, who is actually one of the co-creators with J. Scott Campbell over at Danger Girl. Um, art by Stephen Milnar. Jay Scott actually only did like the first Danger Girl series. After that, he's done covers for the books, but the artwork's always been handled by someone else. Um, But it's always kind of in that same kind of like cheesecakey, cartoony style, so it does kind of keep with the tone of it. Um, Yeah, I as much as I love Danger Girl, I haven't really kept up on it. There's been too many series that have come out that I haven't read yet.
1: Too many or too many series? Too many. Okay, mini M I N I.
0: Yeah, M I N I. Like two mini series that I think were probably about like four to six issues each that I just kind of skipped because I was buying a lot of other stuff. And Danger Girls always kind of had that special place in my heart. This came out right mm-hmm. when I was getting back into comics. It was the cliffhanger series alongside Crimson, which I absolutely love, Battle Chasers, uh, and then the steampunk book danger girl always will have that special place in my heart but i don't need to read them like if they announced a brand new crimson series coming out i'd be there i'm really excited to see what happens with this battle chasers game because there are rumors of a comic book tie-in coming out with it too um but for danger girl here uh, renegade number one this is one i picked up because it's actually going back to abby's childhood where she came from it's kind of an origin story as she kind of goes on an adventure to find her dad. And that that's kind of what hooked me into it and what made me bring this one to the table. I feel like I've been talking for a while, so I just want to end it.
2: Uh, no, this book made me realize that I really want to reread the original <laughs> Danger Girl. Because I was like... Oh yeah, and there was this character, and this, and then when they show like in the book, they show like that panel mm-hmm. of the flashback stuff is like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and those characters weren't they fighting like crazy like
0: Nazi yeah, was, like, robot the things and, like, the like, Nazi mm-hmm. like,
2: and there was one that portrayed them. Yeah, so I was like, I re- I really want to read Danger Girl again. Yeah, it was fun because it was bringing a team together to do awesome
1: stuff, and if this. Uh, issue ended with her like needing to bring the team back together, all in, because you know me, I love it when you bring the team together.
2: <laughs> but I think I think team that's, building exercises are great. I think it's definitely there because
1: I think it might be, but then again, it's renegade, not renegades, and also she's talking to the captain like she's a lone wolf again.
0: Well, well it's like I haven't seen the girls. Her uh, father was Agent Zero. Who was like a renegade hammer agent. And oh. then he was like he became the ninja guy in the first book. Mm. So maybe Renegade ties into him. I
2: maybe it definitely is a book about him.
0: Yeah, I Yeah, it seems more of a personal This reminded me of what list. I liked about Danger Girl though, mm-hmm. after not reading it for the past couple of years. Um, just like the crazy cartoony globetrotting like adventure.
1: Yeah, and the uh, mystical
0: rock lap-stick-y.
2: Yeah, and the mystical rock emerald is a yeah.
0: skull face. It's awesome.
2: This book makes I I would I would continue reading this after I read I reread, <laughs> yeah. yeah, Danger yeah. Girl mm-hmm. at first trade and mm-hmm. I and I really like gung ho got back into it. I'd be down like because Abby uh, Abby Chase is definitely a cool character. You know, it's someone it's someone whose story you want to continue on.
0: She's like Lara Croft but likable. Yeah. I she, like She's Laura. more uh, Indiana Jones than Lara Croft.
1: Okay, okay. I, I, because in the new version of Lara Croft's uh, DVD, I thought she was very likable.
0: No, I, I liked her, but it's because she, I hated seeing her like, get impaled as I was trying yeah. to like, guide her down that river.
1: Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Maybe I liked her so much because she was so vulnerable and I well,
0: felt so bad. And that was, that was <laughs> John, their, don't uh, give me that look. That was their goal, though. They <laughs> yeah. wanted... To make you feel bad for her, to kind of draw mm-hmm. you into that character, like they said that even in interviews, yeah, like, they wanted you to care about her because you would see her go through all this terrible, terrible stuff, mm-hmm. and it worked. Like, I I hated every minute of that game that I loved.
1: I did like it. it was the best uh, Batman game of that year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it
0: was. But reading this number one made me realize how much I did love. Danger Girl and it made me look into what I had actually missed out on and that's why I was like yeah there's two series that I didn't buy because I just was always like oh it's Danger Girl it's cool I like it I'll, mm-hmm. I'll pick it for the list but I won't actually buy the book but yeah this has made me want to go back and uh, pick those up
2: uh, it's definitely a fun book if you've read Danger Girl I think you would like it uh, if you haven't read Danger Girl Read Danger Girl, and then pick this book up. Um, the art fits the story. It fits mm-hmm. that world. Um, yeah, I mean, I, it's a good read. Like, a, there's nothing, like, I don't feel like there's too much to dissect about this.
0: No, no it's basically cute girls going on adventures around the world fighting against evil organizations.
1: Uh, against cute girls.
2: Whoa.
1: Oh, had oh, that snake eye. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, talking about things that we've loved in the past and still love to this day. Star Wars! Star Wars! In oh, talki- uh, so we
0: talk- like Star Wars. We're a Star Wars podcast. We are, pretty,
1: You know, we've been a Batman podcast. That's how we started.
2: We've been a Green Lantern podcast. Yep. No, we started with Green Lantern podcast. Oh, we started a Green Lantern, then we became a Batman podcast. podcast. Now we're a Star Wars
1: then podcast. Then we became a Marvel podcast.
2: <laughs> and now we're a Star Wars Marvel podcast. Uh, <laughs> well, and I just want to say, uh, written by writer who i always get confused with rick remender (laughs) greg rucka and rick remender i'm always just like wait was that rucka or was that remender see i would think it would be the guy he co-wrote uh
1: gotham central
0: yeah ed brubaker Brubaker.
1: Rucka and Brubaker are the two I always get
2: confused. No, they both have R's in their name. Oh, okay.
1: That's what confuses me. <laughs> oh, that's, that's why John hates alliterative, alliterative names. Warren Ellis, Garce Ennis, I don't know who is who. That's true. I do have a hard time with that one, too. But this is written by, as John said, Greg Rucka. Greg Rucka. Not Remender. Rucka. And I had to double check, like, are we doing
2: two Remender books? Oh, no, Greg Rucka. <laughs> and
1: Marco uh, Marco Chichino Chinchito. On uh, art, uh, art, colors by Andres Mosa. Uh, covered by Phil Noto, and Phil Noto killed it on that
0: cover. He kills on every single cover.
1: It's a cool watercolor, you know, end scene from uh, the battle of. Uh, the, the last battle there. Yeah. Andor.
2: It's a great cover. Uh,
1: and this picks up right during the Battle of Andor. This is. Uh, Man, and if you know one thing about me in Star Wars is I would want to be an A-Wing pilot. You guys can keep your Jedi Force powers, but if I was a killer A-Wing pilot?
0: Oh, I See, I, I don't know if you'd want to be an A-Wing because... Dude, I, it's a prototype I, ship,
1: cut bleeding edge, fastest in the fleet. I, I know well, it has the, low that, shields, must, but Paul, you'd, you'd, going going
2: you'd be going five <laughs> miles below speed limit.
0: Not in space, there is no speed limit these a-wing pilots are known as the pathfinders though like they're the first in the last out
1: no no that's the pathfinders are the people on the forest moon the uh the infantry the, the uh basically the marines
0: i thought they were talking about the pilots there uh, no
1: no the pilot is married to one of the people in the pathfinders okay my bad and man so the main character in this is a uh, a-wing pilot so you already have my heart right there and she a lady <laughs> You like a big Chan on that one, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but this is basically take it, the fight is going on, the shields are still up around the <laughs> John's writing it down, uh, around the fully functional Death Star, uh, and we get to see the the shields come down. You know this battle go on, the shields go down, the eventual destruction, and of course, uh, the party afterwards, which leads into the next morning where there's at least one more mission. Because just because a a star star base was destroyed, and emperor was killed, doesn't mean the empire has actually fallen. There's still holdouts, and there's still a lot of cleaning up to do. So we get uh, Han Solo leading a group to go in and take out another imperial base on the moon of Endor. And then uh, they come out. Which is
0: basically old hat for him now. Yeah, yeah. He's, He's already done this once. He,
1: he basically gets into an ATAT or at dresses up like an Imperial, and says, Hey, we got those Imper- uh, those Rebels on a run. Come on out. And then, uh, you know, surrounds them with Ewoks. Classic. Classic maneuver. Um, but then the, the, what leads the series on to be a four-part ongoing is that they've incent- uh, intercepted a bunch of Imperial... Uh, Communiques and they know where they are hide, are located. So this is going to be them going through one by one, destroying those bases. Hopefully, more so destroying those bases instead of the battle we've already seen in the movies. But I thought this was a lot of fun.
2: Uh, I definitely think it's a lot of fun. I like that this is the story behind mm-hmm. the scenes kind of a thing. This is the pilot. This is the the uh, soldier, it's kind of their story yeah. with all these big characters in it. Um, that's what I liked about this.
1: It's that battle from another point of view.
2: Yeah. yeah. Um, and you it's do, the
0: boots it, on the ground view.
2: And you do have that great moment, like that last page where Han Solo's like, we thought it was over, leans against the wall, but it ain't over yet. Let's get inside. You know, like, oh, boy, it's going to be big, you know?
1: And what a great story arc for Han to go through, where it was somebody else's problem at the very start of Star Wars, you know, A New Hope. To now that he's like a, he's general, you know, he's a general in the uh, Rebel Alliance, and he's yeah, like. I think they just give my those
0: job. titles out. <laughs> this is my job because now. even
2: even it's, it's Lando's.
0: Rebels, it's, it's just a band of like freedom fighters. Like the titles are just made up. You're uh, it's like you're, Commander Skywalker. He's a pilot. Like
2: you're uh, you're in the main. know like you know the princess. You're an admiral. He's not an admiral.
0: Oh, the news that we didn't talk about. It's been revealed that Admiral Ackbar is going to be in The Force
1: Awakens. Yay! Uh, don't click on that. That's actually a trap.
0: Oh, Ooh. is it? Yeah. Ah. It's, it's, it's,
1: Funny. Wouldn't that be great if it was this actually like...
2: a rickroll?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> Internet, do that! Do it!
2: We should have done it. Uh, I, all I have to say is uh, Marco Chichito's art is just stellar in this book.
0: Yeah, it's a killer.
2: This is the thing that we complained the most about Dark Horse's Star Wars books mm-hmm. was the artist on the books. Yeah. Those creative teams, like the writer might have had a great story, but the art that they were fulfilling it with always left le- left us lacking. Where these books are just amazing looking. The yeah, art this- is great. They care, They care. Every book has captured... The char- those characters that we know, Harrison Ford, um, Carrie, uh, Carrie Fisher, Carrie Fisher. You know, they capture those people's faces and Billy D. Williams. The and the star ba- like the the ship battles in the beginning, just are yeah. amazing, it's romantic and
1: cool, and and they do great a great job getting that action across in the art, and also they get. I I, I got to give it to Mark uh, to uh, Greg Rucka, uh, he you know when it, the celebration's going on they're listening off in the background like everybody they lost to let you know that yeah, it's a celebration of those that are living and also for those that are, were lost and i think that's a great part and
0: yeah. yeah, i think like all the the star wars books have been great even like my least favorite of them was the actual star wars proper book and that only had to do because i didn't like john Cassidy's art right like the story the plot the characters it all clicked like it was all there And I hate that I've fallen off of a lot of these books because now there's so many of them. Mm -hmm. Like, it's basically its own quadrant of the Marvel Universe now. And it's all good. Like, if I wasn't buying DC and Marvel books and I still wanted to buy comics, I would just buy all the Star Wars titles. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Because, not, I love the fact that they're all tying into the actual canon and this is, like, all legit. As a Star Wars nerd, I appreciate the fact that disney lucasville marvel are all saying like no this is this is the story like what you are seeing now is what happened between the movies awesome even better though the fact that they're just great books Yeah. and it kind of makes me miss and lament that i stopped reading the brian wood dark horse star wars book because that was the same thing it was picking up right after the movies this was how everything continues and that was a solid book and while this isn't continuing that, it's very much in that same vein where it's done with such quality and care that it's the like it's going home again, you know.
1: Yeah. Or, we are home.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and uh, also, do you guys notice that the uh, sergeant that she uh, has a fling with? I'm, I'm blanking out on her name. It's like Charliya, Charlotte. Okay. Uh, his his last name is Dameron, and Oscar Isaac's character, uh-huh. the uh, pilot, pilot is Poe Dameron. So, uh, nice So catch. I think uh, I think we see the uh, the Force Awakening Ooh. that night.
2: Oh,
0: but yeah, I, I thought that was cool because this is the lead up to the Force Awakens. Yeah.
1: Yeah, it's 30 years after Star Wars Return of the Jedi, so yeah, that makes sense. All right. Well, you don't need to wait 30 years for our next episode. You'll just have to wait another week. Uh, It's our trading policy,
0: right, guys? Trading policy. Trading policy.
1: And and we have to catch up with something else that's going on in the future. Batman Beyond, right?
0: Yeah, uh, that's going to be my pick. I'm going to be doing a volume one of Batman Beyond because I just found out recently that apparently – Terry McGinnis died, and now Tim Drake is Batman and Batman Beyond. And that's something that I subscribe to. So, yeah. Whatever that volume one's called, that's what we're going to be doing. Uh,
1: That's what we'll be reading, so hopefully uh, that'll give you guys a chance to pick up the book, uh, join in the conversation with us.
2: And how can they join in the conversation with us, John? They can find us over on Facebook, Uh, email each one of us as well, at uh, Chris, Paul, or John at... Uh, at bagged and bored, cast. Cast dot, dot com. <laughs> <laughs> We've only said it for like five years. Let me spoof you here. But I, never, here. I me... never paid attention. <laughs> don't eat email John.
1: He doesn't check it. <laughs> don't do it. Uh, uh, we'll probably be changing that email address soon uh, just to get more in line with the rest of our shows. Uh, guys, did you know we had an audible campaign that we should have mentioned before? <laughs> like at the top? <laughs>
2: Uh, I forgot about it because it just happened. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's it's still in the in the works. Yeah, you know, uh, what,
1: what if what if people wanted to read Ready Player One, and didn't have time to read it, but wanted to read it while doing chores like laundry and mowing the lawn, they could listen to it as an audio book by going to com slash no audible.com/slash begnboard, or is it? Yeah, you had it right. com slash audible,
0: and it'll can, link you through. Uh, you can download a free audiobook, no cost to you. Uh, just sign up, and if you like what you hear, hey, sign up because then that helps us out yeah. even more.
2: Stay, yes, yeah, stay signed up. That, that's awesome. Uh, and I'm at, I'm reading the book A Load of Hooey, by Bob Odenkirk, <laughs> and I actually want to listen to the audiobook because it's uh, Brian Posehn, um, I think uh, David Cross, and Bob Odenkirk uh, <laughs> performing the kind of sketches that are in this book. Nice. Uh, so that's that'd be fun to check out. And
1: you can do uh, that for free. How do you do that?
2: Uh, sign up at baganboard slash dot com. Dot com slash <laughs> slash, slash Audible. Audible, and audible and this, thank you so
1: much for supporting the show.
0: Yeah, this is coming at a good time too because I've been hitting the point where I will listen to all the podcasts that I have downloaded and then have nothing to do for the next week. And I I don't want to sign up for any other podcasts because the ones I listen to are quality, much like us. So I think Audible is going to be the next thing that I do where I can actually listen to audiobooks.
1: What book would you pick up first?
0: Uh, what would I be your know. free download? I don't know. It's going to depend if I'm doing this for Bag and Board or if I'm doing it for my other show, Parks and Rec, which you can find out at com.
1: Uh, but don't sign up over at uh, com slash audible. And definitely don't sign up at western, New York, com slash audible, because we're having a contest.
0: There's a contest going
1: on. We, we want to win. Uh, we wanted to I win so win. much, then, we waited then, okay. until after everybody stopped the episode <laughs> to mention <laughs> this. <laughs> you want to win. Of course you do. Probably going to steal all our listeners over uh, at, at parksandwrecked.com.
0: Those bastards. It's it's a different clientele. I'm trying to bring them over to uh, MagnaBoard as well. All right. I just like talking about stuff, everybody.
1: We love stuff. We love it. We might even start a book club. (laughs) Word books with friends. (laughs) Word word books with friends.
0: (laughs) I'm going to check out and see if that domain's there.
1: All right, everybody. Until next week, uh, Star Wars. It's good. Danger Girl. Danger We're Girl no <laughs> Danger Girl in a Danger Girl in Star Wars in a word book.
2: Mmm, there you go. Power ranking for the books this week.
1: Ooh, power ranking. Uh Star Wars, Empire Shattered, uh Danger Girl, and then lastly,
2: Tokyo Ghost. Agreed. Yeah. But it, Danger Girl basically because it just reminded me of how much I love Danger Girl. That's true. Yeah, yeah. That's legit. Yeah.